Well, we are glad you're here today, whether you are joining us here in the building, live stream, or sometime later this week. And oftentimes, um, I come up here with an iPad, with a sermon I've been working on all week. And I have a sermon that I worked on all week. And yesterday afternoon, um, God informed me that I was not going to be preaching that sermon today, um, which if you've ever publicly spoken, is, it, this is a terrifying moment. Um, but I feel completely at peace because of uh, 3.20, I was woken this morning, and God gave me one sentence. So this is, is going to be a one-sentence sermon. But before I get to that one sentence, I want to tell you a story. And if you're a guest of ours today, if this is your first time either with us uh, virtually or if you're first time here, um, this is going to be a little bit of a different sort of Sunday. But we already learned from the first service that God is at work today and God has something for you. And it could be, in fact, it probably is. If you find yourself sitting here today, it's probably because God has something for you. And if, it's, if you're a guest here, it might be that he wanted you here for this specifically. Let me talk to you about what happened this week and uh, tell you a story. And it's going to be tearful and it's going to be hard for me to get through. And there's going to be some hard parts. Um, but uh, we're going to see God's move through this. Uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday's our staff day. And we all come to the church and we have staff meeting. But that morning, I, w- um, I got a... a, a a message, a text message pretty early on from Lane Mays. Lane is the husband of Stacy Mays. Stacy Mays, as you may or may not know, is our children's pastor. She's a, my teammate. She does so much for our kids, our community events. Stacy is amazing. She has a huge heart for children, for youth, and for, um, and for you. And um, what had happened that morning is that Stacy had felt not been feeling well. Lane got up and said, uh, he was already up and said, you know, don't worry, just stay in bed a little while longer. Uh, I'll get things ready. And uh, he went back in there and she goes, I'm just really not feeling good and um, feeling numb. And he said, like, good numb or bad numb? And she goes, it's not good. And at that moment, um, her eyes rolled back in her head and she collapsed and stopped breathing. Um, Lena was there and um, began, got on the phone and got her to a place where he could begin administering um, chest compressions. And um, I'm going to spare a lot of the details, but you do need to understand that in, those, in that time um, where Stacy stopped breathing, it was visibly evident in her skin and her body that... Um, that she was not getting circulation. And um, a lot of, obviously, chaos and fear in the house. Um, Josie was there. Um, The paramedics showed up, and they got her, and they um, gave her a defibrillator and started her heart back, and they took her to the ER. Um, I met Lane, their daughter Josie, and their son Jared, and Stacy's mother Debbie. I met them there in the ER. And... Um, it was not a good, um, it's never good in the ER, but this, this was really hard. We waited there for, for a couple hours. Um, the doctor um, came out and said, gave us the news. Um, and it was, it was not good that um, anytime there is lack of blood to the brain for a long, prolonged period of time, um, while they can stabilize, stabilize the body, um, it affects the brain. And so they put Stacy Mays into a medically induced coma and they cooled her body to, quote, preserve what was left. And so um, I pulled Lane aside and um, 
she, the doctor informed us actually before that. He said, this isn't going to be a day thing. This is going to be a short thing. This is going to be, you know, it's going to take a while to figure out what's really going on. It's going to be weeks and it's going to be months. It's going to be quite a process. And um, uh, the question is, what is left of Stacy um, afterwards? So I pulled Lane aside and I said, Lane, I said, we were just praying and praying for peace and praying for healing, obviously praying for the family. And his, his, uh, Lane, her husband, his heart was just so obviously on the edge and he just prayed. He said, I just want my wife. I know she's stable physically, but I want her to be whole. Like I want my wife back. And um, with that, I left the ER and um, um, as a lead pastor, it was one of my, like it actually wasn't one of, it, is, it was my absolute hardest day. Now, nothing compared to Lane and the family, um, but trying to, 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 to navigate our staff and our team and, and canceling some events. And, and, and just to be honest, this was, I wasn't worried professionally. What are we gonna do the orchard about children's ministry? That was not even in my thinking because this was my friend, my teammate, Stacy, who we, we dream about, like what, this, what we're gonna do in the future here and that what she's do building and, and what God's building here and through us. And it was just a, this dark cloud over our staff, um, over what God was gonna, what, what, God, what are you gonna do? And um, we didn't know what else to do other than pray. And we kind of got some news throughout the day. Um, her, her body had stabilized, um, but there was, you know, she was, in, she was cooled down in the coma and there was nothing to do but, but wait to the next, at least 24 hours, they said, that next night, maybe longer, to bring her uh, up a little bit to see how, how, um, how she was doing, how her brain was, and how she was responding, and, and then eventually to bring her up and see uh, what, what, what this situation was. Um, we had an elder meeting that night planned, and we are going to talk about a book. And it just didn't seem appropriate to go and discuss a book. So we canceled that. And instead, we did a, a late night elder meeting for prayer only. And we met via Zoom, which we haven't done since, you know, three years. Um, but with it being so late, we, we met that way. And we reminded ourselves that uh, we prayed during uh, the pandemic and God moved in power. And so uh, um, where two or three are gathered, we gathered in that way. And we began to, to, to talk about what we were going to pray. And I pulled up James 5. James is uh, Jesus' brother. And James says, if, if any of you are sick, may um, you call the elders. And the elders would pray over you. And they would anoint you with oil. And the prayer given in faith would save and heal. And I said that to the elders. I said, we're going to pray over her. And I'd, I'd, I had already been to the hospital. And I'd seen Stacy when she was in a coma. And I got to tell you, that was, that was so difficult um, to go there and lay my hand on her head to see her in, in, in coma and pray over her that God would move in a miracle and just, just to see my friend that way, my teammate. And so I told them, the elders, I said, you know, we're gonna do a virtual prayer for, for God to heal her. And I said, um, Jesus is kind of the big, he's like the original virtual healer. Um, he, he prayed for a guy's daughter at a different town and she was healed. So it's not like God, Jesus is like, oh, I don't do virtual stuff. Like, no, he's good with that. Um, but I, I was, I was a, such a loss and, I, and you guys might laugh at me, but I, I, I couldn't anoint her with oil um, because I was at my house and she was at the hospital. So I got a picture of Stacy and I anointed the picture with oil. I said, God, uh, you do virtual things. And so we're just gonna do this as a group. And, and uh, we began to pray and it was, Oh, difficult, um, burden, heavy. Our friend, um, the spectrum of this was that A, uh, everywhere from that Stacy um, passes to that Stacy is, is healed somewhere 
and uh, what life would look like. And so we're praying this. And I remember the final prayer of that night. I prayed, um, I said, God, um, as elders, we gather here, we anoint and we pray in faith. And Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you would do a miracle work in Stacy, and she would wake up tomorrow morning and ask what happened. And I went to bed. Um, later that next morning, they were gonna, they were gonna you know, wait a little while and wake her up later and see what they could, what they could find. Lane texted me in, um, earlier that morning, um, probably, about, probably about 24 hours since the uh, initial incident, um, almost to the time. And he said, um, they're gonna start waking her up um, just to kind of see. And I said, okay, uh, what time will we be there? He said, 10. I said, okay. And then, and then I got another text. I said, like, they, they're doing it now. Be praying. Um, and I start driving down there. And the next text I get is, she's coherent. And I don't, I don't know fully what, like there's different, again, there's a spectrum. And I don't know what that means. And so I just getting there and I, I get there and I arrive with Lane and I go, well, what, what's, what, are we, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? And he, and, and he goes, well, let, let's go back. And so we went back and I got to see her, hold her hand. And she goes, hello, Daniel. Hey, Stacy. She goes, I'm so sorry. I go, for what? And she goes, I think I have to, I have to cancel middle school. And I go, what day do you think it is? And she, you know, obviously when you go through anything, your memory um, gets foggy. And I, I, I prayed over her. Um, I, I looked at Lane. We looked at each other. We walked back out. And I was like, Lane, what's going on? He goes, no one knows. I said, Lane, our final prayer last night was that she would, uh, we prayed in faith that she would just, she would wake up this morning and she would come to, and, and he was in the room with what happened. And she would go, what happened? And he goes, that's exactly what happened. She woke up and asked, like, so what happened? And um, over the course of the day, as she began to um, continually improve, um, again, just seeing what God's doing, uh, what, where her brain is at, um, I began to talk to some other doctors and some other nurses and other departments where other departments were talking about this. Like the news was spreading to other departments like, um, like she's awake and she, she's doing really well. She's awake um, b- before anybody would have ever expected to bring her out of this and talking to, uh, to other doctors. And then yesterday I went to, um, I had the whole sermon written except for the ending and I was just kind of like, I don't know how to end this, that, that sermon. So I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go see Stacey. We're gonna have a meeting and just see how she's doing. And it was in that meeting um, or she wanted to give me some information about children's ministry because uh, we'll be running that while well, she's out. Um, and uh, I, I just stopped her. I said, Stacy, do you know what a miracle this is? And she goes, what? What, what do you mean? And I said, Lane, have you told her? And he just started crying. He goes, I haven't been able to tell her. I can't tell her this. He can't tell, physically tell the story. As you can imagine, it's so hard for him. And I said, would you okay if I told, told the story to her? He said, yeah. And so with Lane crying next to me, and me crying there, I told her the story I just told you about the coma and her, her jaw just dropped. She's like, so I should be dead. I said, she goes, or I should be a vegetable. I said, or you should be sitting in a chair talking to me about passwords that you still remember. <laughs> and I, I said, Stacy, I don't think you understand what a miracle this is. And she goes, I don't. I said, um, I've been talking to some doctors and uh, <laughs> some of them told me not to use their name because that's the way it goes. And, uh, I said, can I use the word miracle? And he goes, uh, that is the word that I use. What we are seeing here happen in our midst is a miracle. What should have happened based on all that did happen and what is currently happening with Stacy right now 
is nothing short of miraculous. And I was getting this from multiple people and multiple times. And they're, they're going to continue to run a battery of tests because they have to find out more. Like, what happened? What is happening? They're going to send her to Denver for some stuff. She's, she is not allowed to work for a month. So if she emails you or texts you about work, you immediately report it to me. Because <laughs> she's going to try. She already has. She loves this place. She loves your kids. Um, but we are talking about a real miracle of someone who was not supposed to be like she is now. And I don't even, I don't want to consider what the other options were, but they weren't this. They weren't somebody who's sitting there, who's talking, who knows names, who's, who, who knows, who has memories. And your short-term memory of that area is, is, is gone. But I mean, other than that, um, uh, th- this woman is, um, she's like, when do I get to go back to work? Like, when do I get to go home? And, 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 and slow down, slow down. Um, but, I, but I think we need to slow down. And I need to put my sermon aside today and tell you a story about a miracle that happened. And not like, oh, it's kind of a miracle. And there's some people who always try to find an explanation because they can't believe a miracle. I remember I was telling somebody about the, you know, the, the, the Red Sea being parted and they told me um, with a straight face that, that there was probably a windstorm so strong and so sustained it moved the waters back so they could walk through at that point. And I said, well, I, I, you know. So there, you will find a way out of the miracle. But I want to say this is a miracle. God has moved in power in Stacy's life in a way that, um, that, that no one could have done. Now, here's the thing I don't know. You're in, here, you're in here in your life, and you have prayed for miracles, and they have not happened in some places. And my wife and I were just talking about this last night. Um, we prayed for her mother to be healed of cancer, and she passed. We prayed for, for, for Nancy. We, we, we prayed, we, um, there, there's all these different, I, I don't know why God does some and why he doesn't do others. I don't know. All I know is that we are called to pray at each one. The results are in his hands. And so we, we, we have this miracle today of Stacy um, being almost raised to life and back to fullness of life. And she's gonna be here in the building in a month or two months or whenever it is. I'm not worried about that, but she's gonna be here and you're gonna put your hands around her and you're gonna hold and you're gonna talk and you're gonna see a miracle that wasn't supposed to happen. And that, this leads, now, and that leads me to the, the, the one sentence God gave me this morning at three o'clock that he told me to preach about. He said, like, tell a story and say a sentence. Here's the sentence. We have been looking in Exodus about a God who's doing mighty works. And repeatedly, 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 when he does these miracles, he says one thing. I'm going to do such a mighty thing that you will know I am God. I'm going to do such a mighty work in your midst that you will know that I am Yahweh God. Almost like it will be undeniable. I'm going to do something in your midst that will be undeniable who I am. And, and, and I, I, I'm a pastor. I, I, I've seen miracles. I've seen things happen. I've seen God do amazing things. I've been a part of them. I've seen them. I've never seen something like this. I've never seen the, the flummoxed and flabbergasted people around it and, and just the, like, I've never seen a miracle like this. God doing something that he says, so you will know that I am God. And this is where this leads to a question. Is that some of you in here hear that story and you know, and, and it might spark some faith in you. I had one gentleman last, last service just say, I, need to, I just need one to pray that I would believe in miracles again. I need to know that God's big. There's some of you in here who've given up on miracles. You've given up on God, God being God. He's safe, he's small, he's not gonna move because he has in the past. But this morning, well, here's what we're gonna do. 
we have pulled aside this morning and we're, we're going to provide some opportunity. I'm going to have elders and leaders. If you get elders and leaders, if you would go ahead and get up and move to your places in the front and the back. We're going to provide some people who are going to pray over you this morning because here's the reality. There are some of you in here today who you need prayer in an area for a mighty God to do a miracle. It could be a prayer that no one has ever heard, buried under decades of pain. It could be a physical condition you're dealing with. It might be a couple, you might be a married couple and you need to come pray for a miracle in your marriage. You might need to bring your child. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but we are gonna give God elbow room for him to move this morning, for him to take it from here on out. And all I'm gonna say is this, we're gonna respond in some worship, but for those of you who want to have someone pray over you for God to move in miracles, the way that he moved in Stacy, the same God who moved this week to bring her from death to life wants to move in your life. And the only thing that's gonna keep you in your chair is fear and pride but I would ask you and implore you, don't let this moment go. We saw some miracles happen last sermon and I wanna see, see them happen in this place. If you're online, send a message, um, shoot me an email. Uh, if you're listening during the week, contact me. But if you're in this place now, I want you to start feeling that holy nervousness, that holy gumption of, that's me. That's me, I need to be prayed over. I need God to move in some places. I want God to move in some places. God said, I'm going to move in such a way that you will know I am God. And he did in Stacy's life. And we're praying, we've been praying for you, that he's going to do that for you this morning. You may be here for such a time as this, for this Sunday only. So let's worship and let's pray. If you're not asking for prayer in this place, then I want you to be giving prayer in this place, praying for people who you understand. Let's do this.